What's good, people? Episode five of Cafe Con Luis, and this is the very first episode with a guest. I'm hoping to have these either every week or every other week. And my very first guest is Ellie Probin. So Ellie Probin is a female lifestyle coach, and we're talking about stepping outside of your comfort zone. And we also touch on Ellie's story and Ellie's journey. I think it's a really good episode, guys. A lot of good things to come out of come out of this so if you do enjoy it make sure you follow ellie let me know what your thoughts are and i hope you enjoy the episode i've actually taken extra measures now and i've wedged the door so no one can physically get in that's a great shout very good shout so i don't get people just standing there looking at me like what are you doing yeah what are you, what are you doing talking to myself three times i've done it on, on the same occasion the other day them. anyway enough about my interruptions let's talk about you so who are you you can introduce yourself um my name is ellie provin if you have seen me on instagram from lewis's posts my instagram is ellie provin fitness um i am a female lifestyle coach not client as originally (laughs) honestly the reason why i left that as well is because it took me about four attempts to say that and then as I was typing out all the, the captions, I realised I said client. I was like, oh, I'm not doing this again. I was like, we can, just keep, we can just keep that in there. We can just go with it. Yes. No, I am a coach, not a client. Well, I am a client, but not of you. Um, I have been in the fitness industry probably two and a half years now. Um, so I originally joined um, as a PA for two personal trainers, was my original entrance into the fitness industry and kind of how I got my head around coaching and PT, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then it was February last year when I started my own online coaching. So I took on my own clients. Um, still the same in the sense of it is females, it's lifestyle based. Um, I then went on to do, well, I lost a bit of weight last year um, and finished the year with a photo shoot. And then this year I've taken on the challenge of competing in a bodybuilding competition, would you believe? So we've done a uh, quite a big two-year transformation <laughs> yeah there's fucking loads that's got in there out of curiosity I mean I don't even know the answer to this did you have an interest in this sort of like coaching aspect obviously you did the PA stuff did yeah. the interest come from working with them or was it something that you eventually you knew you always wanted to get into or did you just literally thought it just something that grew with working with them No, so I definitely, I remember back in college, actually, I remember sitting there on one of the computers actually searching PT courses, as I'd been training probably since, well, I was training since literally when I started college, so training since I was sort of 15, 16, Um, and I'd had a couple of partners back then who were personal trainers, and so that was kind of my first, like, insight into it, Um, and yeah, so I was definitely in the mindset of when I had my interview with the boys that I now work for I remember them saying where do you see yourself in five years two years ten years are you wanting to be more down the admin route and I was like actually no in an ideal world that would be where I'd go is the online coaching route um so yeah no I definitely knew I just I definitely knew that's what I wanted I just didn't think I'd actually manage it so yeah 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 it's a good way to get to get into it as well and learning just by seeing what they're doing and then sort of doing it yourself how did it how did it come about like when you started what did you go straight did you just take on a couple clients here and there or were you training friends and family or whatever 
Yeah, so I originally started with, um, it was, it was like friends, um, a partner's sister at the time. It was a very, very, it was probably like literally three or four people. Um, and you can imagine the basics when you first start. So like your proper old school PDFs, like um, literally. I did a, uh, boxes. yeah, I did a thing called Big Man on Campus, which was on bodybuilding.com. <laughs> That was my first ever program. Oh my god! <laughs> Steve, Steve cooked big man on campus. Love that, <laughs> love that. It is mad, isn't it? When you look at like what we create now to what we first started with. Oh my god! I looked at a program that I did um, when I moved back here. Must have been like 2017, 2018. I looked at a program that I sent to a friend, and phew, it's just it was just terrible. <laughs> it's like honestly, it was about thirty sets. 20, no probably about 20 sets of chest and shoulders each like it was just four times 10 four times 10 four times 12 it was just literally the, the most basic program but I look back at it and I sort of cringe I'm like what the fuck <laughs> what was I doing you don't realize how much like one of the biggest things I love about the fitness industry is that you don't realize how much you don't know mm, yeah 100 like every time you learn more you realize how much you don't know and I love the fact that like even in the fitness industry, like the phases and kind of like the favorite things to do, they're always changing. So you're never done. Do you know what I mean? There's, you never know everything. You've never tried everything. You've never learned everything. Like, yeah, literally. There's always so much more you can do, which I, li- I like that. Yeah, I suppose you've gone through phases as well. So obviously the training that you would have done when you did your first transformation, so then the photo shoot, so then now has probably changed yeah, dramatically from like stages. Well, I guess... So when I first started training, literally right back when I was at college, I was a full like bodybuilder bro split. I was like <laughs> the shoulders and abs. And then, yeah, it was literally, what was it like? Quads and quads and glutes or all the like, I did all of that now. And I've done the full like push pull legs and then the upper lowers. I've done all of it. But um, yeah, no. So when I lost my weight last year, that started unintentionally in February when we went into that lockdown. So okay. When, so yeah, for anyone who doesn't know me, I basically lost from February to November, just over four stone. Um, But the first, literally, probably just under three was in February to July when we were in lockdown. So all I was doing was sessions in my garden. That was literally it. I had a couple of dumbbells and it was just all your like AMRAP hit circuits like a couple of weeks literally I've never done so many burpees in my life I mean I'm doing now for uh, I say for fun just because I'm told to do them but last year it was literally like burpee central just every class burpees and jumping around and yeah pretty much well that's pretty much all we could do to be honest well that's the thing yeah and if you had the luxury of having equipment you were significantly better off but yeah, yeah so that was um that was my first which I think is interesting because if you compare obviously that and the success I had like people are quite quick to I guess I mean it's home training yeah well it's it's a good like well look I've done it sort of thing like the the results if you haven't seen the results whoever's listening to this go look at Ellie's uh, before and after picture on her Instagram but yeah it just goes to show you don't need like crazy gym or like the best this best that was literally just what was last year was just bands those bloody Absolutely. five sets with the clips and I remember I ordered mine when do we go into lockdown February end of Feb every March I think yeah something like that I ordered them as soon as we got in and I didn't get them until about May June 
<laughs> it took me ages. And by that time, I was like, I, bloody, I was coming up with the most random stuff. I was putting like tins of like the non-perishable stuff in a rucksack. And yeah, <laughs> it was just, it was just, <laughs> just mental thinking about, I'm glad. Well, I hope we never have to do that again because yeah. it's a bit of a nightmare. Anyway, we'll get into the whole point of this podcast. So stepping out of your comfort zone. I mean, you just briefly touched on it there. What your story was of coming out of your comfort zone. So you lost how much was it again? Just over four stone. Four stone. What's that in kilos? I'm terrible with stone. People talk to me in stone. I'm like, I don't actually know what that is. I honestly don't know. Let me have a look. Something like 50. Four stone. It's like 14 pounds of stone, isn't it? Yeah, 14 pounds of stone, yeah. 25 kilos. <laughs> Fucking hell. How mad is that? 25 kilos. And yeah. it's weird as well, when you think about it in that way, like, imagine holding a 25 kilo plate and, and just losing that, that much. So I, I documented pretty much every, like, 10 pounds on my Instagram. So, like, I've lost 10, I've lost 20, I've lost 30. Like, And I did that the whole way through. And I always did it. I would, like, pick up. A dumbbell that was like five or six kilo and I'd be like everything I did you know when you're like why was I even trying to run like why was I <laughs> carrying a 25 kilo dumbbell trying to go for a run like yeah and it just it does make you think like when people talk about kind of the excess stress we put on our body from carrying extra weight like you do think of it like you would never ever go for a run or go and go about your day holding two 15 kilo dumbbells nah. you it's just yeah like when you pick yeah no it's just so awkward especially with like that much weight yeah just yeah how how you could even run in the first I suppose you're used to it carrying that weight around and it's not just like holding a certain plate um but talk like what what made you do it in the first place like what was your what was your why as such to getting started for this obviously we had the lockdown so you had a lot of time to yourself but was there any other reasons Yeah, I mean, I guess I did and I didn't in the sense of I was very fortunate that because I was, I am fully full-time online working as such, what with my PA work and online coaching, I do just work online. So I was very fortunate in that I technically got busier. Um, But because I then went into the coaching, um, I was doing a lot of new workouts with the boys, obviously, that I work for and creating so much more fitness-based stuff to help everyone else that was at home it was that bit of like a push almost in the sense of like I was saying to someone I think I honestly lost about the first three quarters of a stone by accident just because my activity levels went through the roof which you would never have believed like being shut away from the gyms being everything closed but I moved and did so much more because it was suddenly like that luxury of being able to go for a walk everyone Mm. going for a walk and and I think yeah I was like oh I need to test that workout before I launch that and this that, and the other and so yeah I did I definitely would probably wouldn't recommend it but got to the point I was probably doing three three sessions a day um, and yeah. they were only like 30 45 minutes but still I wouldn't do that now um but yeah so that was essentially it was one of those accidental whys um in the sense of how it started and then yeah it was about once I was a stone in I just was like oh my god I feel so much better it's like I feel more me I feel so much more confident so much happier and then it kind of became this like rolling ball in the sense of how much one thing to another can I do yeah I think it definitely kick-started the motivation of okay I've done this kind of without trying 
now if I actually get my head in gear, sort out some macros, start tracking again, start putting some structure into my training, what can I do? Um, and mm. then yeah, that was that was me through about, I guess, end of March to to June, July-ish. Yeah. Would you say it was because of the lockdowns? Obviously, I think when, when it all started as well, especially me, were you one of these people that only had that one walk a day? Or did you did you go for more than one? I, I think I went, I think I was well behaved. I think I just went for the one. Oh, no. Nah. See, I, I couldn't. Think, I, I could. kind of think back on it now. Yeah, no, but uh, mind, I've got my garden, haven't I? So I was able to go outside and train. I suppose so, yeah. Which makes sense. It's still being locked indoors. I mean, I was doing the one in the morning and one in the evening. So just to purely do something, get out, not yeah. look at the same four walls all the time. Um, would you say, because you were saying they're like from doing, obviously it was accidental at first. Do you think it was the lockdown that made people want to move more? Or do you think it was just like right now you were doing more with the, with the PT inside of it and the classes and stuff? Or like a I combination of the two. Time thing. I think for most people as well, probably me included, a lot of people have never in their lives or had never in their lives had the time. Like mm. during the day, I think it was people either went one way or the other. And to be fair, because of how long it went on, I think most people have done both in the, the get up. Oh, my God, I've got so much time. I've got loads of time to prep my food and do a food shop and train and exercise. And then we've all had the time where it's like, I have no reason to get out of bed. I'm not going to get out of bed. Yeah. Like, it's been so long. We've all done both sides. Um, but yeah, so I do, I... sorry, go on. I just I do think it was a it was a time luxury that helped me but yeah. obviously then it was that's where I guess you lead into the shoot in that it was then my choice once mm. everything reopened to keep digging as such. Yeah just before, we go, just before we go into the shoot part I think with everyone especially me included really like I don't think I would ever walk in my life like anywhere before this lockdown and then now obviously I'm doing all the, like, the morning walks and stuff or just constantly thinking about walking so I think that was a massive thing as well that yeah. people like adopted from the lockdowns was just literally going for a walk and I think a lot of people realized the difference that it made just just moving now like, even me I did not really like fathom as such how how much of an impact it is and now I honestly could live without it now I feel weird not doing it like walking in the morning or yeah, I feel guilty like parking is like right outside my house. But we live in obviously like a like a block of apartments. But I try and park further away and yeah. walk in, just to yeah, like get the, every little thing. And that's just come from just that lockdown. Well, it's definitely I'd say I've noticed the difference even from a coaching perspective. That when I first started, I probably wouldn't. I would have put more focus into nutrition and training. And then yeah, if you can hit ten thousand steps, like as a bit of an afterthought. Whereas now, like you take a client on and it's like, first thing, what's your step goal? Like, yeah, where, what's you like? And I think you definitely realise from like a mental perspective, like you were saying, the difference it makes and therefore how important it is to make sure it's included now rather than just an afterthought. Yeah. Just make sure you're not being told to do 20,000 steps every single day because you will go fucking mental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is not recommended. That is not a lie. Effective. do you know what though i've noticed so when i was told to do twenty thousand steps like when i had to do it as part of my program which, which sometimes it was okay depending on what i was doing but when i had to think about doing it all the time 
it drove me mental. But now I don't think about it at all. I'm just like, yeah, whatever the step count is, but it is what it is. I'm only like, at the end of the week, I'm only like 15,000 steps off. But it doesn't feel nowhere near as like pressuring and draining and like as much of a chore when I'm not thinking about it. Well, it's really, funny really... I'm, I'm literally exactly the same. So um, I'm sure we'll come to it soon. But I've recently switched coaches and I had a step goal with my previous coach and it honestly was the bane of my life like as much as I'm promoting how important steps are because they are and when I when I did get up in the morning and got like seven or whatever out of the way then the rest of them just fall into place and it's easy but when you have got a busy morning or whatever and it gets to like nine o'clock and you've got six and a half thousand steps to go and you're oh, the worst feeling the most foul mood whereas now I haven't got a step goal and I am comfortably doing like 12 and a half 13 a day and it's like, why do we make life hard for ourselves? Like, just because someone tells us to do it, all of a sudden, it's so much harder to get it done. Yeah, it's it's mental. Like, yeah, you don't think about it, you end up just getting more yeah. than what you usually would. Because yeah. before I was thinking about, oh, where, where have I got to go now? Like, planning every single movement of my day to try and get these steps. Now I'm not even thinking about it. Like, some days I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, 10K today. And yeah, I look at, I'm usually on like 120,000 on a week. So, yeah, it's mental. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Talk to us about your shoot. Well, well, you've only done one shoot, haven't you? I have only done one shoot. Yeah. Talk to us about that. What was the reason? How did it go? Um, I'd like to think it went well. I was quite happy. Well, I, I think, think it went well. Thanks. It's <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, no, I... So, why did it happen? I... Um... <laughs> <laughs> How long, how long have we got yeah literally how long have we got so no I had decided um post the weight loss that I'd had I was like right I want one last push I want a bit of guidance because I'd actually probably interesting to mention done the majority up to without a coach um while I've been at home okay. and it was then when I when did I it was the how long did you do without a coach about five months four months that's mad see I wouldn't be able to do that like we were going to talk about it at some point but now seems like a good time when coaches get coaches yeah because I could not go that long I could maybe do a a week or something like that but it's so easy just to be like you know what yeah I can't be bothered right or I'm not going to walk or I'm going to eat this I'm going to eat that but when you I think you've got to report back to someone it is funny because I I had a previous coach that I'd worked with um called Dan who was very supportive and was always there like if I needed um to talk to someone about it I guess so if I wanted to be like I've done this this weekend or like can you basically just give me a boost he was very helpful in that he would do that but I didn't have any check-ins I didn't have anything like that but I think because I did two very, very opposite methods of weight loss technically last year. So if you take March to July and then you take August to November, obviously my at-home diet and then my shoot prep, they were literally two ends of the spectrum. So I would probably track calories 80% of the time. I would have a Chinese every week. If I wanted a brownie at 10 o'clock at night, I'd have a brownie at 10 o'clock at night. Like whether I tracked it, whether I didn't, I was a very, very, very 80-20 lifestyle dieter. Like mm-hmm. it was a super relaxed approach. And it was honestly the most successful diet I've ever had in my life. Like, and I've tried a few. Um, whereas <laughs> my obviously my shoot prep, it was a full like to the gram macro 
pretty much chicken, veg, oats, fruit kind of prep, like, and that was the full nine weeks. And um, obviously, yes, that was fantastic. And it got me in the shape of my shoot, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's what made me so passionate about lifestyle coaching was because I could turn around and be like, I've done both. And I know I got results doing it from an 80, 20 mm-hmm. lifestyle method. I know you can have an off plan meal every week. And I, it's such a taboo subject within the fitness industry. Like, what do you yeah. do with clients? Do you let them do this? Do you let them do that? And it's like, not that I'm saying if it works for me, it'll work for you because absolutely that's not the case, but I've done the lifestyle method. I've done the not on a meal plan, the not tracking 24 seven, the, having four gins when I want four gins like I've done exactly that and yes fair enough I had a significant amount of weight to lose it wasn't like my leanest physique but I think the majority of people as much as they think they do want it they don't actually want their leanest physique they want their best version of their lifestyle self is what I like Mm -hmm. to call it um and yeah so I think it definitely makes me more passionate coaching from that sense to be like I've actually been in your shoes Mm. and it's an interesting one from a client perspective because they they know yeah I think as as well in that sense like it is I mean it's not as simple as yeah you can do the 8 to 20 but it's almost like yeah we can have as you said they're the four gins but it's like you just get on it the next day it's not like right I've had the four gins oh girl completely oh fuck it I just have Sunday off as well and then I'll get back on it on Monday but it's like when we were doing especially when I was doing it as well I mean I didn't get I got well not too not like I wanted to do photo shoot lean, but in the end, I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, Very lean. <laughs> I was, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. I would say so. But it was just like, yeah, it was just a, it's just depressing. Like, yeah, the, the pictures look good. But when you actually look behind the scenes, it's I, I personally don't think it's worth it. Like, I'd much rather be a little bit fluffier and a little bit happier. Um, but yeah, I think that everyone, not everyone, some people's problem is the all or nothing approach. It's like, right, I've had an off plan meal fuck it, what can I have tomorrow? That's it, I've ruined it now, so I might as well just carry on. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, um, oh, you literally said to me, talk about the shoot, and all I did was not talk about the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to the first question. What did it, obviously the shoot, the reason for the shoot happened, I'm guessing somewhere between the five months you coaching yourself. Yes. So I got to, I got to about end of July and I basically stalled for the whole of July. So my weight hadn't moved for July. I hadn't really what I would say made any visible progress. We were still waiting for the gyms to reopen. I think they opened on like the 2nd of August or something. So July was one of those months where it was lovely. I was definitely enjoying a bit more food. I was struggling to maybe refine that balance um, of kind of the 80-20. I did I'd lost what two and a half stone by that point and do you know what what's interesting is I got to a point I actually was comfortable with how I looked I was like mm-hmm. I know this sounds awful but it was like I no longer feel the need to improve and feel the need to change I've got to a point where I'm like I look fine like yeah okay I can't, I'm not going to step on stage at this point but I don't feel overweight or oversized or anything like I was like I feel fine and it that was a big thing for me of like it doesn't help with your motivation when you know mm. you look all right. That no, I, I can definitely second that. That's, I think that's the stage that I got to as well because I wasn't doing the shoot. I'd basically decided that I haven't. I was like, well, what's the, almost like, what's the point? You, you, you're putting yourself through this for nothing. I had no end goal. I yeah. had no reason to do it. So I'm like, 
I'm doing all this cardio and doing all these steps just for no reason. So I completely, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's like but, having no, yeah, knowing goal as such. Yeah, exactly. So I think, um, but yeah, so by that point, I was like, right, um, I'll come to the negative side of this in a minute. But I basically was like, I just want to push. I want a bit of help. I want to get to this last, um, get to this last push. Whatever this last push was, that's the thing. I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Just was like, I know I've got a bit more to give. I need a bit of help. So let's go kind of thing. And it coincided very nicely my start date with the end of a relationship at the same time so I kind of it benefited me in the way I got to throw myself like 110% into it and I was like right this is for me this is my goal this is my improvement this is my time like I'm going to give it everything kind of thing and it was very very quick into because I think I originally signed up for 10 weeks and then it was about four weeks in that I decided I'm going to do a shoot and it was one of those ones that it's not as I guess um I don't want to say like up myself aesthetics in that sense and it wasn't like I'm going to look amazing so I'm going to take these photos it was more like I've gone through a pandemic started a business lost four stone and I'm going to document exactly how this year has felt 100% 100% I think as well because you've done all that work so I've got by the time you decide you did the shoot what's this six months we're talking yeah literally yeah yeah so six months so if especially for you in like your effort as a coach to show your clients that you can do this as well what is the point of getting away to six weeks and then just like fuck it and then just stop I mean (laughs) I'm saying that exactly what I did I mean I got (laughs) I got some pictures on my phone which is that would do for me um circumstances obviously a bit different out here but I 100% agree with that it's like well I want to you're proud of what it's a fucking achievement um especially Absolutely. 25 kilos like the difference is two like completely different people yeah so you want to document that like, you want to have something to to show off and why, fucking should, why, why shouldn't you yeah and I think it's it's one of those things I'll be gutted that you didn't like do it to the end only because anyone that knew me you obviously included knew those last four weeks were pure hell for me like Mm-hmm. I struggled so so much and honestly in those four weeks I was like I'm never ever doing this again this is the most stupid idea I've ever had anyone that let me do this like doesn't like me um and I was <laughs> like, I'm gonna hate these photos I'm gonna hate the whole thing and it's so funny because in that moment I would never in a million years have suggested it or recommended it to anyone else and I said I'm never letting any of my clients do this I'm never letting anyone I know do this and I look back now and I look back at those photos on the day I look back at the photos of me a week out two weeks out three weeks out and I just like burst with pride that I that I pushed through those last four weeks and I got it done because as much as you remember like how hard it was the satisfaction outweighs all of it like Mm. tenfold and I think I've had obviously a lot of kind of questioning comments about my competition prep, especially from people that knew how much I struggled in my shoot prep. But there were a lot of reasons I struggled in my shoot prep that I didn't need to, but we don't need to come to that. But Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing for me is that I know how much that satisfaction and that pride outweighs the struggles and the hardships. Like, being able to look back on that moment and you can feel exactly how you felt in that moment, which was literally on top of the world. Mm. Like that was worth every 85 minutes of cardio. 
yeah, I've not, I didn't get to that point. I, literally, I think I just got some pictures on my phone. I was like, yeah, that would do. And then we just sort of cut it there. But no, I do remember those last few weeks of your cut. Yeah. We literally had like two message exchanges and that was about it. It was just me sending that Kanye video. <laughs> and you were like, oh you were like thanks. And then that was it. <laughs> I was like, can you just send me that every single morning for the last two weeks of my shoot prep? And you did for like four days. <laughs> literally just, oh, oh yeah. That was literally you just like thanks, and then we just I'll just leave you to to do your thing, and then seeing you in the gym just doing ridiculous amounts of cardio. I think that was another thing that put me off as well. It's just like oh, it just takes over your life, doesn't it? It's just like when you get to that stage, it's literally all you can think about. Like how you compare like being a professional footballer or a boxer, it is literally your life, and everything you do is revolved around that. Which I suppose this leads on to like the negative aspects of that point. So what would you say was like the negatives? Obviously, you may have the negatives, but then you've learned from them as well. What, what would you say was the worst thing in that stage? Um, I think it, well, like being truthfully honest, the hardest thing I struggled with was my relationship with food and how that was affected. So in the time, in the moment, um, I, can't, I opened up to very, very few people. I'm talking probably two people that really knew how I was actually feeling um and when you're pushing yourself and your physique to get to a point it doesn't want to get to like obviously you'll know this um you do end up just like not I don't want to say demonizing food because that's wrong because you do still if you have the nutritional knowledge you are still in a in a sensible place in the sense of you know that high proteins are your best thing to go to you know you've got your veggies you can like um fill things up with but yeah that was definitely it was very hard to recover from put it that way Mm -hmm. so as much as like I struggled through the last three or four weeks I had no idea what I was in for for the next Mm -hmm. two months of coming back out of it and it was just literally the best way I can describe it is like the day after my shoot it was literally like just letting go of a fat child in a chocolate shop like and they've just been locked in the cupboard for like six months like and I think that's the only thing I struggled with is the fact that I'd gone from such a healthy relationship with food through the 80-20 lifestyle approach dieting the whole way through the year that it was honestly just those like four or five weeks at the end which just tipped me over the edge um and that took then about two months two if not three months to recover from so yeah I think it would be it's very 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 important to me that if I ever spoke to anyone who was thinking of doing a shoot or was thinking of competing or anything that drastic that you have to really be honest with yourself with your relationship with food and with your relationship with your body image and the scale and and how you are with that before you even step foot down that Mm -hmm. path yeah I think we well before I was just thinking another one interrupt we need to clarify this because this is not going to happen as you're saying with the 80 20 this is when you're getting to a point where it's like the final push like you're really digging deep where you can get these bad aspects i think the dieting sometimes people get scared like scared off from yeah. from from these things obviously some people yes it all depends on the person that the, their relationship with the food but sometimes i think people may not give their all, not push themselves hard enough because they're scared of these things. But I think we just need to be clear here. This is the point where you were getting close to the photo shoot. This is where it was literally the hardest. It was your life. But as you said there, up until the 80-20, which was six six months of doing that. Yeah. 
yeah it, it's completely fine and it's just finding that sort of like balance and stuff yeah i absolutely had done 100 percent mm. so my question was going to be would you do it again however you are doing it again and you're going <laughs> even further um so talk, talk to us about that and how that's come about so I've always had an interest in it. I've always, um, I watched quite a few shows last year and my coach who did my shoot prep with me, she competes um, in bikini as well. Um, so it was kind of a bit of a stepping stone. She mentioned it quite a few times in the sense of if you would ever consider it, like you would do okay in the sense of like, you've built enough muscle over time that with a couple of tweaks, like, it would be worth you doing, put it that way. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a waste of time. And um, I guess I'd never heard of that before. So as much as I had looked and admired and kind of appreciated it, it had never, ever even come close to it actually being me that I'd be looking at in that situation. And I think when I got to the end of last year, I, uh, this obviously relates back to the comfort zone situation. So starting a business was out my comfort zone posting as much as I did about weight loss was out of my comfort zone. I'm pretty sure I actually shared my weight maybe once last year as well, which like, comfort zone and me sharing my weight aren't even in the same. In terms of showing your weight, are you talking about how much you lost like week on week or your actual weight? From no, start I'm pretty to, like, sure at one point on my story, I actually put how much I weighed. But other than that, you would just say how much you've lost? Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. So I would never... I've just no, and it's not that I yeah. have a healthy relationship with my weight I'm fine with it it's just a thing that I've never shared of it but yeah if we're talking stepping out of comfort zones and then obviously yeah the business and then doing the shoot and and I got to the end of that year and I was like I've always been that person that says to myself I'm the first person to tell myself that I can't do something like mm -hmm. I don't need anyone else to put me down I will do it myself more than enough <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when I got to the end of last year I was like what are you doing like you can do it like if you set your mm. mind to it and like that's obviously like where my podcast has come from this year it's like honestly two years ago if you'd said you're going to do a shoot build a business start a podcast and be competing I'd have I'd have just laughed and yeah I think that is what gives me the fuel because it's like for me it's not about the glamorous bikini it's not about the big town it's not about the strutting about on stage like as much as that'll be fun and I'm loving learning all of it it's a hundred percent a I did it. I set my mm. mind to it. I nailed it. And mm -hmm. I got up on stage myself, my hard work, and I got it done. Like, it's definitely a very, very much internal challenge for me than it is like a maybe I'll get more followers, maybe someone will like me because I'm leaner. Like, it's absolutely yeah, yeah. that. Um, but yeah, so that's basically how I'm very fortunate to have now been surrounded as well by a lot of people in the competitive. Well, I was going to say, from just to butt in here, from obviously seeing you from last year to your photo shoot to now, I think the one thing that has changed is the people, like the coach, the people that you've got talking to. Because as you said there, I think we're all like, it's so easy to say we can't do something. But as soon as you hear someone going, oh, actually, you can, like, I don't know, it, it sort of like sparks something, even though they're just like saying the opposite of what you're saying, hearing someone like a coach or even a stranger, not that someone's not a friend does have a massive benefit and I think the, it is so important to your success who is by your side basically whether that's friends whether that's family but I think the coach as well has a, like a, a lot of pull on your mindset the decisions your, your self-belief and things like that 
while I'm having to I am, I am right in saying you've got a different podcast at this moment you know like <laughs> your circle is so important <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am right in, in thinking the coach from this year is not the same one from last year yeah before yeah. I start saying that as of literally three weeks ago okay yeah cool yeah, yeah so um but no you're 100% right 100% right it's like the people I would have started last year with would not be getting me on stage this year. Mm-hmm. There's no is time. that? Oh, I'm going to say is that coaches are friends, but I think it's everything. I think it's every single person around you who's going to influence the belief that you have in yourself. I think. Yeah, and and I think it's it is like this is what I was talking about. It's absolutely okay for people not to. Like when, when I first told you, obviously it was very, very early days that I told you I was going to be competing probably like the second or third person I told, but even you were like, I'm so privileged (laughs) (laughs) buzzing for me. And like, absolutely. I know you'd like support me all the way to the end, but like, you were like, have you thought about this? Are you sure? Like, okay, but why that kind of thing? And like, Mm -hmm. that is the best kind of friendship you can have in the sense of someone that will supportively challenge you in the sense mm-hmm. of be like I will be right by your side all the way to the end date if that's what you decide to do but let's just be on the same page and you reassure me that you know why you want to do this yeah are you going to be by your own side with the decision that you're making basically exactly that exactly that are you going to be your own best friend to get you to where you want to be because I'm not going to drag you there like that's essentially what it has to be and like that's where I come back to the circle thing like yes you want the best people around you yes you want everyone around you to support you but they can't do it by themselves mm-hmm. that you need to be confident in you and in your goals to allow people around you to help you 100% 100% right so the last thing I've got on this whole shoot competing thing what would your advice be to people for anyone that's listening to this is there anything you can think of to support them on their journey we're going to link this all together to the comfort zone after this but have you got any tips for anyone listening Um, male or female this doesn't this doesn't have to just be for females yeah that's true that is um it's an enormous point well all i would say is even if it's regardless to the shoot or the competing if you have something that you wake up and you think about or you go to sleep and you think about or there's something that just keeps bugging at you and you just think god I wish I could give that a go just do it the worst thing that's going to happen is you're not going to make it that's Mm -hmm. the worst thing that can happen the worst thing that could have happened for me is I cancelled my shoot and I can 100% say every single person I was friends with three weeks out from my shoot would still be my friend right now if I had cancelled it Mm-hmm. and I'm very fortunate to be able to say that but I no one's friends with me because I've done a shoot yeah and I think 100%. that's the same thing with people like even if your journey is like lifestyle weight loss or it's muscle gain or it's whatever it is if you've got the right people around you no one is just friends with you because you've lost 10 kilo like mm-hmm. that that will never be a yeah. thing and if they are they're a shitty friend absolutely flat them <laughs> off straight away Sat them off <laughs> Block, delete, unfollow. Done. Literally. <laughs> right, yeah, so go for it. Whatever it is, go for it. The worst thing that's going to happen is you don't make it. Exactly. And what I would add for from Ellie's experience is look around you and see who is supporting you as well, and make sure they're the right kind of people, because they would definitely 
not only help during the process, but they would definitely help for the aftermath as well. Because there obviously is going to be an aftermath. Whether it goes well or not, you're going to have to go through a stage of getting back to eating or, you know what I mean? So you need to have the right people, the right coach yeah. by your side in order to not basically fall off fall off the tracks, fall off the rails. I can't think what, what the word is. Okay. Fall off the wagon, that's the one. Fall off the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> right, so just want to tie this all back to obviously the comfort zone of stepping out of it, basically. Because both me and you have done this I'd say a lot this year. We're already in we're already in June. Yeah. What would you say the importance of it is? I know the the importance of it, but what would you what would be your your I, opinion? I would just say, well, I guess there's two sides of it. I had no idea how much I was limiting myself. I had no idea how much I was holding myself back from ways I could improve and ways I could be better. And it's like things like video check-in feedback, which I now do for my clients. I know you've looked into it as well. Mm-hmm. I never thought even considered doing that. Cause I'd be like, well, what would I say? Like, I don't want to have, I don't want them seeing me or like, I, do you know, it was just really bizarre. Yeah. Stuff. I was like, oh yeah, but what if I like stutter or don't know what I'm talking about or I can't. And every single client has been over the moon with it and I know it's leveled up my coaching service and it's like it's little things like that and it's like I when I get overwhelmed I take time off Instagram that's always been my thing but stepping out of my comfort zone last year was being as consistent as I can and sharing the bad days sharing the days I didn't want to be dieting sharing the days that I didn't want to do my cardio and that I don't wake up like this bouncing Duracell bunny every morning so excited for chicken Mm -hmm. and vegetables because that's a lie um and that then in turn benefited people around me and benefited people that I work with and follow me and and it's like you just don't realize, I guess, how much of a disservice you're doing to yourself and to the people around you if you don't push to be the best version of yourself. Like, there's so much you can that you don't know about. Literally. And the analogy as well that I think of is like when you're in the gym, for instance, if you're just doing the same way every single week, every single session, you're not going to really get results. Like, because you're not, again, you're comfortable, you're not really, you're not going to grow because. We're not going to get into the, it will be ins and outs of it, but you're not challenging your body, and it's not it's not got a reason to grow because yeah. it's used to it. It's just like, well, yeah, this is what we do all the time. So why why would I change? Um, and I, I I don't know where I got it from. I've definitely got it from somewhere. I don't know where from. If you're not getting a butterfly feeling, like on a week to week basis, then you're not doing enough to to push yourself. Like now, before this episode, I was shitting myself. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. <laughs> It's gone surprisingly well. Like I'm, I'm nice and calm now. My, my anxiety is gone. Um, but before I was like, shit. Like, am I gonna? Are we gonna have pauses? Are we gonna have this? Are we gonna have that? But you need to obviously be seeking these moments because this is how the podcast grows. Like getting other people onto it. But if I never do it, then it's just gonna be me talking to a bloody microphone all the time. So I think you need to keep having this butterfly feeling in your stomach, as as annoying as it may be. It's a good thing, I think. And if you're not feeling it. Yeah, I think it's interesting, obviously, that this is coming from us in that we've both been quite vocal in that we've struggled with, I guess, like anxiety and the kind Mm -hmm. of feelings of we're safe in our very familiar box. I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting the fact that we've kind of had a similar 
progression mm. over like the last I'd say 12 months or whatever pretty much since we've known each other I mean it's just it was, yeah it's like, literally amazing when you change a circle what happens <laughs> um, but yeah I do, I do think it's interesting like I know it, I, I, I've had so many people around me be like oh you can do it just go for it like what's the worst that can happen and it, I always feel very conscious of not being I guess hypocritical when I'm on the other side being like just go mm -hmm. for it just do it what's the worst that can happen but it's like I have been there like when Jack asked me to start doing live workouts this year he had to call me for about 40 minutes like Reese I was hyperventilating literally when I say some of the stuff I've done this year I was terrified absolutely mm. terrified and it's like I don't ever for a minute want people to think that we just wake up and we get this done and it's so easy yeah like 100 pushing your comfort zone if it is easy it's still in your comfort zone mm. and, and another thing as well coming off that like with anything not just with the gym you literally you just keep doing it until it until it no longer feels like like nervous or, or weird you just have to keep doing it like talking on camera or things like that yes. to, to put myself in the position before I first I mean I've, sent, I've played the video so many times on my first talking video and I was shitting myself I was sitting on the train home from on the way from London hyping myself up for that video I actually thought it was all right as well and now I look back at it I'm like Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> like, you just have to keep doing these things until it becomes normal but then there's always something more so once you start talking on camera okay then there's an Instagram live shit that's a bit nerving. That's where obviously out of the comfort zone get like growing. This, for instance, it's all there's all progressions to it. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got before we end up waffling on. Yeah, I'm going to finish off with you plugging whatever you want to plug. Instagram podcast. The floor is yours. I mean, all of the above. So obviously, it's got much less content currently than Lewis's. But um, <laughs> yes, my Evolve podcast is live, um, covering literally all things kind of lifestyle, business, mindset, um, essentially the title, Evolve, how we can evolve and why we want to evolve, similar to what we've discussed today. And then my Instagram, Ellie Corbin Fitness, if you want to see anything competition related, because updates will be coming probably in about two and a half weeks when's when's the uh, when's the competition well again two and a half weeks you can wait you'll get an update <laughs> well no we need uh, wait i think i know you don't but know. you're not gonna oh i don't know you don't know you don't know anymore. No, see you guys she's she says we're friends and she keeps things from me so <laughs> i don't know what kind of friendship this is <laughs> all this changes all will be revealed soon Cool. So two and a half weeks. Keep your eyes peeled. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be looking to see what's going on. Perfect. Thank you for coming on, Ellie. It's been Thank you very much for having been, me. Been good. No worries. And we may get you on again further down the line after the, uh, well, no, we will get you on again after you've done the competition. So we can talk all about that. Yes. Amazing. There we go. Perfect. Right. I don't know how I'm going to end this, but I will end this while you're here with what my usual thing is is see if I can get this right because I fucked it up every single time. Do better, be better, feel better and live better. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.